hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Welcome to Christian Television Network to our many platforms tonight. Make sure that you're sharing, liking, and sharing on as many platforms as you possibly can. On Facebook, I'm banned from being able to share. My church is banned from being able to share. In other words, friend people. So make sure that you're sharing this as much as you possibly can on Rumble. Make sure that you're sharing it as much as you can on any other platform that you're watching it on right now. We're already, we have a strike on YouTube, so we're off on YouTube. If you're wondering why we're not there, that's why. We have another mass shooting. And let me just tell you this, in Texas, I tried to dig up as much information about it as I could. I'm assuming that the narrative is not very good for the mainstream media because there's not a whole lot of mainstream media sources out there. I'm not going to speculate on who the shooter is, but here's my speculation. And I, of course, I, I make sure everybody understands this is speculation. But isn't it very strange that when you have a whistleblower saying that Christopher Ray's FBI has been withholding evidence a specific form that alleges that, that there was actually an inside investigation inside the FBI and on one of their actually verifiable forms, one of their actual real forms inside of the FBI, there is allegations of Joe Biden receiving money from a foreign entity for specific legislation to be pushed inside the United States of America, which would be at minimum mass corruption, at maximum treason, depending on what legislation that he was passing. Christopher Ray would be uh, indictable on that. Of course, Joe Biden would be indictable on that. And any other business interest could be indictable on, on all that. And isn't it very strange that at that very moment, we have another, another mass shooting? I mean, it just, it seems every time that a lot of pressure is mounting on the Biden administration. Right now, we have 1,500 troops that are being dispatched to the border. For what purpose? To stop when Title 42 drops on May 11th, which is a mere five days from now when Title 42 drops. Title 42 restricted greatly via COVID mitigations. Uh, illegal immigration at the border didn't agree with the precedent behind it, but it did serve to limit during the Trump administration, it served to, served to limit illegal migrants coming in through the southern border. And that lifts on May 11th. And, it is, and then, of course, you have the Biden administration dispatching 1,500 National Guard troops down to the border. I don't even know. They're not National Guard troops. They could be. I don't know if they're coming out of Texas. But military troops dispatched from the Biden administration not to stop the surge of migrants on May 11th or after May 11th, but actually to help them illegally migrate, to help with the border, with, with the help, to help with the border invasion. And lo and behold, right in the midst of all this, while you have Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas repeatedly saying that the, that the border is closed and on average, just on average, it's over 150,000 people are allowed through the southern border every month. That's on average. World records, Six million so far from the Biden administration in two years and four months have been allowed through the southern border. And at that time, and now the troops are going down there to help them cross the border, to help with, they're not, they're not there to stop the invasion. They're, at, they're there to usher in the invasion. They're actually going to, they're going to be used to actually bring in the illegal, to process the illegal migrants. They're not there to stop them. They're there to pro they're just sending down basically CBP agents to process migrants. That's all that they're doing. And right in the midst of this, where, where the border is no longer defensible, you have a mass shooting. Where you have insurrections going on all throughout the country, we've documented on this podcast Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas, insurrections 
by violent transgenderists in cooperation and, 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 and collaboration with leftist Democrats or party officials on the floor in the midst of these insurrections throughout the country, lo and behold, in the, we, we have another mass shooting. It's just, where it's, it's just a total distraction and a total deflection on what's going on. Exponential amounts of kids are missing. Exponential amounts of kids. I mean, we're, we're looking at 85,000 kids are missing that, that have come through the southern border that are missing. And that's according to CBP statistics, Biden administration, CBP statistics. So who knows how many there really is one to five times that many. So we'll start at 160,000 and two and a half, just missing. Off the face of the earth, gone. Nobody has any idea where they are. Absolutely no idea where they are. So in the midst of this, these indefensible actions, of course, you have, you have the Ukraine going on in, in, in hyperinflation, banks closing. Biden comes out and says it's a great jobs report why banks are closing. In the midst of all this, it's very convenient that one mass shooting happens after another. There's like, it's the guns, it's, the, it's never the guns, and who's committing the mass shootings? One of my favorite meme is, is that the Democrats would stop shooting people, 90% of mass shootings would end. As the people who are doing the mass shootings are the, is the Democratic Party, as the Democratic Party simultaneously calls for gu- gun confiscation of lawful gun owners. They're the ones who are actually, so you're, they're actually precipitating the events that they're using to confiscate weapons. They're the ones that are doing it. So that we have 85,000 kids missing. I, I, I haven't dealt much into the child trafficking, you know, what I, w- what I would call to some degree conspiracies. Now, you know, I'm not, obviously there's mass human trafficking, mass sexual or exploitation and trafficking of children. I know that, but the, the specifics of it are not there because there are no witnesses. When a seven-year-old girl, when a seven-year-old girl, eight-year-old girl goes missing, there's no witnesses. She's not, she doesn't even know how to report herself missing. She doesn't even know at first that she is missing. So I, I've never got, you know, tunnels under Disney, all that, that, that blows it all up when people put out those QAnon level conspiracy theories. But obviously we have a major problem in this country where tens, not only illegal immigrant children, but tens and tens of thousands of our own kids just go missing all the time. Where are they going? I mean, the bodies are not being found. So where are all these kids going? And like I said, with the Biden administration, you're looking at a minimum of 80, what the CBP says, Customs and Border Patrol says, that they have 85,000 missing kids. They were given notice to appear and just never showed up. We've, we've, we've showed you the videos where you have NGOs down there that are facilitating child trafficking at the behest of the Biden administration. Are you saying, Tom, that the Biden administration is telling these people to traffic kids for all intents and purposes? Yes. These NGOs, these non-government agencies, part of which are, are one of the major recipients of these of the of this government taxpayer uh, taxpayer funding is the, is the ta- Catholic Church NGOs. And we know the Catholic Church has had struggles with kids and sex crimes. But they were, they, not just, but all these NGOs, not just, the, not just Catholic charities, but all these NGOs who depend on the southern border being wide open to receive their money. It's just like all the climate change activists 
Oh, well, all the climate change scientists depend on government money. In order to get the government money, they have to say there's climate change. They have to say there's global warming or global cooling, whichever narrative the government is pushing at that time to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant to control you. So they'll do whatever it takes. And the NGOs, they want the, they want the southern border open. They want the southern border controlled by the cartels. They want the southern border to be a sex trafficking hub because they get billions and probably gets into trillions of government dollars to facilitate, to process these kids. And we showed the videos on this podcast of these kids being trafficked via NGOs. You, they say, you know, a kid comes through the border, a 13-year-old girl comes through the border. They say, you know what? We hear you've got a, a an, you know, a, an Aunt Sally in Houston. And the kid, oh, okay, yeah, I've got an Aunt Sally. The kid's never met Aunt Sally, and the kid's now being pimped by Aunt Sally. That's confirmed. That's happening all the time. And they bring these government officials, whether it's Mayorkas or one of his stooges, into a congressional hearing, and they just act like you don't know what they're talking about. And they always just say, well, we're trying to do better. How are you trying to do better when you've already made it exponentially worse than when you took over? So there's 85,000. What my point was is I've never gotten too much into the, the, the child, child trafficking conspiracy theories. I know that they're being trafficked, but I don't know where they're going, nor does anybody else. Now, this story came across, you know, came across my radar, and I just had to play it. It's, it's an EE video. Here is why many children and women and children are being trafficked. This is, an, this is an older story, but it sets the precedent because these are NGOs. Watch this video, play it for me. In November of 2009, a woman named Laura Silsby founded a nonprofit, the New Life Children's Refuge, which described its mission as attempting to rescue orphaned and abandoned children in Haiti and Dominican Republic. Two months later, on January 29, 2010, Silsby was arrested for attempting to traffic 33 orphaned children out of Haiti without documentation. These are some of the 33 Haitian children an American Baptist group allegedly tried to unlawfully take out of the country on Saturday. The group's leader, Laura Silsby, says the group paid no money for the children. The mistake, obviously, we made is we did not understand that there was additional paperwork required. To me, it's pretty alarming because we're the legal parents of these children, and we give her explicit instructions not to interfere with them. For her to continue to come and try to find them, to take them to the Dominican, tells me that her intent is not actually the best. The world would later learn through WikiLeaks that Hillary Clinton was sent email updates from Uma Abedin and other associates regarding Silsby's incarceration and developing legal case. This was not the first time Silsby found herself facing child trafficking charges. Silsby had been caught once before by Haitian police attempting to traffic 40 children out of the country. However, in that incident, no charges were brought against her and she was merely turned back at the border. A week after Silsby was apprehended the second time, on February 7, 2010, former President Bill Clinton appointed Silsby a lawyer by the name of Jorge Puello. Puello was successful in getting Silsby's charges reduced to six months. Jorge Puello also had a colorful history with human trafficking. He was convicted of operating an international sex trafficking ring involving women and underage girls out of Central America and Haiti. Puello's wife was also arrested on the same charges. In 2011, Silsby was appointed as CFO of the software company Conexus and would later become its vice president of marketing. Conexus operates AlertSense, 
which is the mass notification software used in FEMA's Integrated Public Alert and Warning System, or IPAWS. The goal is to alert Americans to emergencies like severe weather and missing children. One of IPAWS' functions is to issue Amber Alerts to the public in the event of kidnapping. The Amber Alert system was set up during Bill Clinton's presidency. In 2015, Laura Silsby married Norman Gaylor and took his last name, which is how her name now appears on the Connectus website. How does a woman who was caught multiple times attempting to traffic children internationally get promoted to the executive team of the preeminent kidnapping warning system in the country? And why did the Clintons intervene in her trial? We're going to continue to provide support. So we just I, I just want to know. I'm not going to buy into any, any conspiracy theories. I just want to know where all these kids are. And why is it that there's absolutely no conservative involvement in any of this? And it's all leftists. Where are all the conservatives on the Epstein flight log? I mean, the, we, I, we just did it on the podcast this week where you had Jeffrey Epstein's calendar got released to the Wall Street Journal and the only people on there are Democratic Party operatives like Catherine Rumbler. And like the current CIA chief, were, the current CIA chief met with Jeffrey Epstein a minimum of three times and Catherine Rumbler, that's Obama's personal attorney, met with Jeffrey Epstein a hundred times. Why, why is it? There's no conservatives involved here. And again, here, here's the link. Who are the people that are advocating for the advancement of pedophilia? Oh, Tom, nobody's saying it. They really are saying it. They really are saying it. In, if you actually follow these stories closely, in liberal academia, in liberal academic hubs, they are trying to change the verbiage from pedophilia to other things to ma- using other verbiage to make it more palatable for the public uh, uh, minor attracted person that's what it is they're changing the verbiage slowly but surely there's a reason why men grown men and that you're like tom this is the third time you said this i know if you watch the tlp regularly this is a little redundant but why is it that the left is pushing for grown men Uh, usually like 38-year-old fat men with women's clothes on, like like women's dance clothes on, super tight, twerking their genitals in front of little girls' faces. The right is not doing that. The Republicans are not advocating for that. Only the left is advocating for that. Well, Tom, you know what? You're a pastor. You're not supposed to be political. That's not in the Bible. So you can take, you can take, that advice and shove it. That's not in the Bible. So it's all the left. And there's very same people here. We have Uma Abedin, who's, who's emailing this Silsby chick from the video. Uma Abedin and Hillary Clinton. And then Bill Clinton comes in. This woman who's trying to traffic kids out of Haiti is now in charge of Amber Alerts for kidnapping. She's twice got caught trafficking kids out of a was she going to get them adopted sounds like a sounds like a hunter biden scheme doesn't it well i'm just receiving this money from foreign entities so i can do business startups in the u.s when there never actually is a business startup and why is she, so where is the where is she allegedly bringing these children there's no adoption set up nobody was anxiously awaiting on the american shore for these kids absolutely nothing but Bill Clinton swoops in. And again, Bill Clinton, who was on Epstein's Lolita Express 26 times. 26 times. It's all connected. The very same people that are 
having men twerk their genitalia in front of little kids' faces are the same ones trafficking kids out of Haiti. Like, that's an old story. I know it's an old story, but now what's the new story? Now they're being trafficked through the southern border. 85,000 are missing. And we know it's at least twice that many. And up to five times that many are just missing off the face of the earth. And then the, we in the church are supposed to say nothing? What, what, are we, what are we, pro-life until they're born? It just, it, it, you have to see the forest for the trees here. The, the very people that are, who's, who's lopping off testicles? Who's, who's lopping off penises and breasts of little kids? The left, sexualizing kids, disappearing kids, trafficking kids. I mean, the Biden administration is a mass child trafficking organization at the southern border whether they have plausible deniability or not that is what they're actually causing to happen that's the truth so i just had to bring that to light where tom what's the connection where do all these kids go i don't know where they go if we actually had an fbi a federal bureau of investigation instead of a federal bureau of instigation we'd have an idea of where these kids are it wouldn't be hard to track them it's not hard to track these kids how do 85,000 processed kids from the border disappear off the face of the earth? Think about how galactically incompetent you have to be to pull that off. All right, switching to the vaccine. The Vigilant Fox video, COVID vaccines double the heart attack risk over a five-year period. Play it for me. October, November 2021, I get alerted from a cardiologist friend of mine who, who's one of the smartest cardiologists in the country, I think. I mean, he's a brilliant mind. And he sends me an abstract from uh, Circulation, cardiology journal, done by Stephen Gundry, who's a cardiothoracic surgeon, I think, based in New York. And I read this abstract, and I'm like, wow. And what he found was in, he'd been following up several hundred people in their 50s with um, a test that he does called the pulse score, which correlates the blood test and it measures markers of inflammation in the blood joe which have been validated and correlated with heart disease risk and heart attack risk and what he found was that within eight ten weeks of these patients taking the moderna or pfizer vaccine mrna vaccines those markers of inflammation in the blood had increased to a level where their risk of a heart attack went from 11 percent at five years just within two months to 25 percent which is a huge jump. Like, to give it context, if I today decided I was going to smoke 40 cigarettes a day, eat junk food, you know, hammer it all night, not sleep, um, stop exercising, I couldn't even get a close to increasing my risk that much in two months. All right, so there we go. Now, let me just sit, let me just go over those numbers real quick. Using the pulse score, which is a worldwide verifiable way of measuring heart attack risk, with eight to 10 weeks after taking the vaccination, a person who took the vaccination who had an 11% chance of having a heart attack, it's, I said double, which is what the title from Vigilant Fox was. It's more than double because double would be 22%. Their chance went to 25% just from taking a jab, from taking a singular jab. That's a singular jab now. That's not double. That's not the, that's not the first booster. How many boosters has there been now? Three. Two regular, two regular rounds of vaccination, first booster, second booster, fifth bivalent booster. 
But just with the first one jab of Moderna or Pfizer, your heart attack risk, if you were at 11%, goes to 25%. Say your heart attack was 25%. Now you're at 50%. Say it was 50, 50%. Now it's 100%. That's, that's this vaccine. And you're like, Tom, you know what? It seems like things kind of quiet, have quieted down. It's not quieted down. It just isn't reported. Like, there's no way for everybody to hide, for, for all these countries to hide these deaths. They, they can, folks. They can hide them. Unless relatives speak up. Now, who would the relatives be? Other vax people. Are they going to speak up? So nobody's, I mean, you, if you go to the five eyes countries, their excess death rate, excess death rates are well into the double digits, 16 to 70% in Australia. That's according to their CDC. So it's probably double that in our own country. We refuse to release the data. Why would that be? Canada refuses, refuses to release the data. Here's another interesting vaccination uh, video. Canico, the great video. Here's, a, here's some confirmation for you from what I've been telling you for quite some time. Dr. Scott Jensen on death certificates during COVID. Play it for me. I received an email from the Department of Health with a link to the CDC advising me as a physician that they were going to adjust the way death certificates were completed. What did adjust death certificates mean? They said in this document, if you think that COVID-19 was a contributing condition, you can put it down as the cause of death. And I said, no. There's a box two on a death certificate called contributing conditions. That's where you put contributing conditions. If it's emphysema, if it's asthma, influenza, we put it in the contributing conditions box. We were being told with this disease, we could put it as a cause of death. This confirmation, verification of what I've been saying. Aaron can confirm this. What about Aaron, Tommy, Will have all been in this uh, podcast for a couple years, for three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. And I've been saying, what about the death certificates? Oh, it's conspiracy theory. It's, it's conspiracy theory that they flipped line one and line, that's line one and line two. They established line one and line two in, two in 2003. Line one was your cause of death. Line two was the contributing factor. And what they did was they actually flipped line one and fl- line two for COVID-19 as Dr. Jensen just explained where it used to be, if you had somebody who had stage four lung cancer or had emphysema and they got, they got a cold and that cold made their condition worse. Still, it would be primary cause of death. Line one would be emphysema or lung cancer. But with COVID, they said no, any COVID death whatsoever. And we put on the director of the Minnesota Department of Health on here, and she said, anything, any, it doesn't matter what disease there was before COVID, if the person tested positive for COVID at the moment of death, they, they died of COVID. And she, was, and she explained, if a person has stage four lung cancer and they, and they die and their PCR tests, which are never supposed to be used to diagnose a viral infection, but it were used in 97% inaccurate, so how many, how many, how, how much does that play into the 1 million COVID deaths inside the United States, which is totally erroneous and still espoused by people like Rand Paul. Even Peter McAuliffe says that a million people died of COVID. Come on guys. It's not true. And I love those guys, but it's not true. And here's how it's not true. Please take 10 minutes and look into this. 
Line one and line two. So when you see it, 1.1 million Americans have died of COVID-19. It's not true. It's either they died of presumed COVID or they switched line one in line two on the death certificate. They were told to. Dr. Jensen, who keeps getting his licensing challenged because he refused to comply, which is what all Christians should have done, refused to mask, refused to close, refused to vax, refused to stand six feet apart. Everything. But when he refused to comply, he now his licensing is endlessly being challenged, but he confirms what I've been telling you for three years now, that that's how they got to the one million. They got to the one million the way Great Britain got to their high numbers. Great Britain has two forms of pneumonia that basically, statistically speaking, everybody dies of. I'm talking about natural, natural cause deaths inside of Great Britain. I'm not talking about gun death. They don't have that many gun deaths probably, but stabbing deaths then. What, uh, you know, basically, basically the same violent crime rate as we have, by the way, even though there's no, no guns. But I digress. But they took those two forms of pneumonia and did the same one-two switcheroo. Anybody who had the common forms of pneumonia, we'll just call them pneumonia A and pneumonia B, whoever had pneumonia A and pneumonia B, who they, t- they took a fraudulent PCR test and tested positive for COVID were marked down as COVID deaths. So the, what 90% of their population dies of every year was marked down as COVID. That's exactly what happened here. And, and Dr. Jensen confirmed he was contacted by the CDC and told line one is now line two. Line two is now line one when it comes to COVID-19. Person can have stage four lung cancer, stage four emphysema, viral pneumonia on the, uh, somebody who's unconscious for two months with viral pneumonia, 94 years old, make sure you get that swab up their nose. Make sure that it's a positive, even though it's a PCR test, 97% inaccurate. Put it down as positive. And of course, hospitals are gaining money in exponential rates by making sure that everybody was dying of COVID. As well as mammoth funding for remdesivir at $3,500 a pop. But it was all inaccurate. That's all that they did. They created the number. And this has now been verified. I just, I just wanted everybody to know that. Person sitting there with pneumonia, 94 years old, three weeks in a coma. They swab them with a PCR test. They die. The PCR test says positive for COVID, 97% are accurate. And they mark it down as a COVID death. This is what's been going on. And this is why they also, going back to this, nine out of 10, and it's really 10 out of 10 people worldwide hospitalized and dying of COVID now of the least virulent variant are all fully vaccinated. That's why the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, who just resigned, former head, well, about to be former head of the CDC, refuses to relate to release the hospitalization and death and death data for the vaccinated. Strange, isn't it? Why wouldn't they release it? Do you, would you? I don't have anything to hide. You want to know whether I'm vaxxed? I'm unvaxxed. We'll never be vaxxed. Tom, did you ever wear a mask? Nope. The only time I ever wore a mask when they forced me to to walk in the hospital so I could visit people from my church. I don't have anything to hide. Why are they hiding it? If the vax is so great, why are you hiding all the data? If, if Anthony Fauci's response was so above board and so perfect, why are all his emails redacted? I, I, that's the thing. Everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. John chapter three, verse 20. I don't have anything to hide. 
I don't have anything to hide in my taxes. I, I got nothing to hide. I'll tell you exactly what I did over the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. Nothing to hide at all. All right, the Vigilant Fox video, Robert Kennedy Jr., Fauci funded seamless ligation. Play it for me. Tony Fauci can still say what I'm doing is for medical purposes, we're developing these things and then we're going to develop defenses against them. He funded one study that put the lie to all of that. He, he funded Ralph Barrett to develop a technique called seamless ligation. And that is a technique for hiding the engineering project. Mm. So you could normally when you do that kind of engineering, you can see it and you can say that bug was created in a lab. He developed a way of hiding all traces that was developed. And he taught that to the Chinese scientists, to Xing Liji. And that, you know, there is no public health. It is the opposite of what you would do if you were interested in public health. It's the opposite. If you're interested in public health, you would make sure that any kind of tampering you did like that had red flags all over it that says we made this thing. Mm-hmm. Teach it how to teach people how to hide that only has a nefarious purpose. All right, so here we go. Now, now, seamless ligation. What is seamless ligation? Well, he explains in the video. It's a way to do, it's a way to hide gain-of-function research. That's the easiest way to say it. Why would you ever create a system to hide gain-of-function research when gain-of-function research is supposed to bring these great results for humanity? Which, by the way, gain-of-function research has not resulted in one affective vaccine yet. Not one. Not one. Either is mRNA. mRNA technology has not, has not, turned out one effective treatment yet not one it's been around since 1990 nothing so we're sitting there and 33 years later after dr robert w malone came up with mrna technology it's 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 been used for effective treatment zero times just like gain-of-function research has never developed one good vaccination yet not one and that's been around for 60 years so you, you create why would anthony fauci so what's really dastardly about it is not only did Anthony Fauci know seamless ligation, which hides gain-of-function research, and remember all that he did where you have, you have his own cohorts sending him an email, and then after they agree to agree, he sends them millions of dollars for their laboratory research. They all said, you know what, this looks like a lab-formed virus. He basically sends them back. Make sure that you don't say it's lab form virus and I'll make sure that I send you millions of dollars for your research. And then, of course, all that's now redacted. Why would... So Anthony Fauci, through Ralph Barrick and Dr. G, Dr. G, a CCP member from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Anthony Fauci, Ralph Barrick, teach the Chinese how to do seamless ligation. How to hide doing gain-of-function research at a Chinese bioweapons lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is a PLA level four bioweapons lab that Anthony Fauci was teaching how to hide their research through Ralph Barrick and UNC and Dr. Xi, the bat lady. Strange, isn't it? This is, this is, this is the real, these are the, these are the people telling people to get vaccinated. And vaccination rates are way down in the United States. People are waking up. Even, even, it's so funny. People are waking up about it, but nobody ever says they're wrong. 
Everybody stop taking it. And, I'm, and of course, I laugh at the evangelical church, which of course I'm a member of. Everybody stops taking it. Everybody stopped masking, but nobody's ever said that they were wrong. After three years of 15 days to flatten the curve, of which for at least two years, the evangelical church collaborated with the three years of 15 days to flatten the curve and have never said they were wrong. You need to come out and say, Pastor COVID caver, that you were wrong. Here's another thing. Just, just want to make sure that I bury all these COVID narratives week after week. Here's a pick from Mail Online. Exclusive face masks may raise still risk of stillbirths, testicular dysfunction, and cognitive decline due to buildup of carbon dioxide. Study warns. Isn't it strange that over and over, look at the first two, the, the first two problems it causes. Isn't it funny that the very people who want to lower the Earth's population want you to wear masks, masks that cause stillbirths and testicular dysfunction so that there's less kids being born, less kids being made, less kids being born, and the Earth's population lowers. So it's easier to control, easier to usher into a one-world commerce system. But what did the entire evangelical community do? Put masks on with their church name on it. You're like, well, we stopped, Tom. We only did that for six months. It's fine, but did you ever say you were wrong? Did you ever go out as, you, as the pastor of your church or as the leader of whatever Christian organization, and I'm, whatever Christian organization it is, big, small, medium, I don't care, after you COVID came for a week, a month, a day, a year, 18 months, two years, did you ever actually go to your congregation? And I'm not, I, I, when I say congregation, I mean whatever following you have whatever supporters that you have, did you ever go to them and say, I was wrong for telling you to mask. I was wrong for doing weird church services where everybody had to sit in COVID clumps and nobody could respond to altar calls. Did you ever go out and say to your followers, to your congregation, to your supporters, to the people that donate to your ministry, I was wrong. If you didn't, they don't definitively know what right and wrong is now because of you. And you need to humble yourself and say, I was wrong. Look at this information. These are not false reports. This is mainstream media. This is right-wing conspiracy theory. This is reality. Go to the next one for me. Another pick. Fully vaccinated people. This, I'm just reminding you of this. This is from April of 2021. Fully vaccinated people can go outdoors without a mask. That's when you were actually released. You can bring it back to me. I just want to, I want to remind people, I need to do an entire segment on never forget because I want you to remember because everybody fades into oblivion. I've, I've made fun of people from my own church because listen, my church is hardcore. Turn or burn. We talk about backsliding. We talk about the mark of the beast, everything. We talk about you should be prospered, you should be well, you should be healed. Whatever it is, we talk about it. Whatever the Bible says, I'm all in. We talk about it. I don't shy away from anything, period. So people have a tendency to leave. They came to me because I was all that was open and they were all in favor of no masks and no vax and we're staying open and no social distancing. And because they can't take certain aspects of the Bible, they've now gone back to their COVID caving churches because they're forgetting. They're forgetting who these people are. None of these pastors have ever come out and made a public declaration of, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was anti-biblical, which is anti-Christ. I was anti-biblical. 
by telling my horn players to wear a mask with a hole cut in it. I was anti-biblical for having Zoom services. Nobody's ever come out and said they were wrong. Nobody, not one. And I'm talking about major Christian leaders and pastors. None of them have ever come out and said they were wrong. Not one, amazing to me. All right, let's go to the border. RNC research video. Uh, DHX uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas insists the border's closed. Play it for me. The challenges that we are experiencing at the border now are not new to the United States of America. There have been so many different times in our history where we have encountered this challenge. So, quote from Alejandro Mayorkas, this is what's happening at the border right now is consistent with the historical operations at the border. This is normal. Yeah, this is normal. Here, this is RNC research. DHS Secretary Alejandro Marcos insists, the cha- quote, the challenges that we are experiencing at the border now are not new to the United States of America. They're not new. Every, every, I think new records every month is new. When it's a new record, I believe that it would be new. See how smart I am? But see, the whole country is inverted now. Sense is now no sense. No sense is now sense. Boy is now girl. Girl is now boy disinformation is information information is disinformation the challenges quote from Mayorkas that we are experiencing at the border now are not new to the United States of America that's his quote from RNC research there have been more than 150,000 illegal border crossings for 25 consecutive months that's the worst border crisis in the United States history and you have this globalist World Economic Forum clown show, Alejandro Mayorkas, going up and saying a bold-faced lie. The challenges uh, that we are facing at the border are not new to the United States of America. When it's been 25 consecutive months of 150,000-plus illegal migrants crossing the border. Think about it. 150,000 people since the per month crossing the border. Aaron, do the math for me. 150,000 people. 25 times over, that's basically the start of the Biden administration. 3.75 million that we know about. It's not talking about gotaways. Gotaways aren't included in that. And it's not talking about people in gotaways. Remember what gotaways, they always say gotaways. People are like, that's not that big a number. It's four or 500,000 people, whatever. It's still a pretty big number. What'd you say was there, three point something? 3.7, right there, 3.57 million. Where I where just the where I live is Sarasota County, the Manatee County, Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County is Tampa. There's 1.5 million people live in Tampa, in the area of Tampa, the, in all of Hillsborough County. 1.5 million people. Joe Biden has allowed in over that. These are the documented numbers. Three Tampa Bay's since he's been president. Three three Tampa. Those are the ones we know about. That's not counting. You can count another million gotaways. Gotaways are documented people running away. That's the ones they see running away. So these are the people they know about are the 3.75 million. But according to CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. So we're anywhere between 7 million and 15 million. 18, 18 million. 18 million people, because Aaron's doing 3.75 times five. So that, that, that's the real number. So we could have let in two New York cities. And that's not, that's, that's not hyperbolic. 
That's accurate. That's according to CBP statistics that the numbers that they give you, which the calculable numbers are, here are the people that we caught, 3.75 million. And on top of that, another million gotaways. Those are all documented. Those gotaways, those are the ones we see run away, not the ones we never encounter. So the ones that they actually encounter is around 5 million, and it's one, one to five times that many is how many have actually entered the country. And Alejandro Marcus says, this is what this is always, this has always been going on. Just lies. You're like, Tom, what do you do with the lies? I don't know, except to expose the lies. Continue to expose the lies. And that's what we're going to do here. All right, back to the border again. Save America video. Here's Ted Cruz on the border. Play it for me. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have presided over the worst disaster at our southern border in our nation's history. This was not an accident. It was deliberate. It was the consequence of deliberate political decisions that have created this chaos. This crisis was caused by three political decisions made in the very first week of the presidency. Number one, Joe Biden immediately halted construction of the border wall. Number two, Biden reinstated the disastrous policy of catch and release. And number three, Biden pulled out of the incredibly successful Remain in Mexico agreement. The consequence of those political decisions was catastrophic. See, now I always talk about the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist, global agenda. Their global agenda is to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. Singular access point to all product. A one world commerce system where there is all product, basically just make for simplicity, simplicity of conversation, where there's basically one store for everything and they control your access to that one store. I mean one, one store for everything. Food, fuel, medicine, travel, entertainment. They control it all. They control all the product and they control access to the product. That's why you have CBDC rolling out on July 11th. Now, in this global, you're like, Tom, what does this have to do with the border? I'm going I'm to show you and then we're going to go to the next, the next tactic. It's all ties in together. So they have their agenda. Now, their agenda has many tactics to it. One of those tactics is to flood first world country, countries with third world migrants who have no heritage connection to the first world country that they might illegally migrated into, whether it's Netherlands, whether it's the UK, whether it's the United States, Canada, whatever it may be. They have, no, they have no heritage connection to that country, so they're more easily globally governed. That covers why there's a wide open southern border. Yes, they're trafficking kids. And that's and you wonder what, what does trafficking kids have to do with that agenda? That's just for their own perverted sexual agenda. Transgenderism is a way also, is another. Ta- so this globalist agenda has many tactics to it. Open borders we've covered. Transgenderism is so they can put laws in place to control your speech. Think they honestly care? Now each kid that they transition from male to female, male, from male to female, female to male, is $1 million per kid. That's why you went from, I think it was 2002, with like two gender transition clinics for minors in the United States, and so now over 150. Because it's $1 million per kid. So there's always, there's other, there's lots of tributaries to the streams, lots of streams to the rivers, Lots of individual motives. Lots of people are simply pawns that are not part of the grand scheme. They're just used by the grand scheme, which of course is leverage you into that one world commerce system with a single access point controlled by them. There's lots of people just profit of it that don't really believe in it 
And there's people like Bill Gates who believe in it. Klaus Schwab who believes in it. John Kerry who believes in it. Oprah Winfrey, Barack Hussein Obama, uh, Justin Trudeau, they believe in it. Uh, Voldemar Zelensky believes in it. Xi Jinping believes in it for now, and Xi Jinping will eventually turn on him. None of them, none of them good. None of them good. Young global leaders for the World Economic Forum, both, both Voldemar Zelensky and Vladimir Putin. You believe that's a real war? It's not. There's real people being killed, but it's just the peasants being killed, not the bourgeois leftist elitists. And now the latest video coming out with Voldemar Zelensky is him meeting with BlackRock. Of course, shocking, isn't it? It's all linked together. It's, you want to make it easy? It's all, it's all to leverage you into all these efforts. Climate change, COVID, vaccine mandates, CBDCs, social credit systems, transgender agenda, are all to leverage you into that one world commerce system with a singular access point. And we in the church, the Christians that are watching me right now, you cannot restrain and comply at the same time. And what are you called to do? You're not called to comply. You're not called to be, look, be looked upon as loving and compassionate by strapping on your 2023 swastika mask. You're not, you know, that's not love. Compliance is not love. Buying into the antichrist agenda to be nice so that you don't uh, offend the antichrist minions is not loving. You're supposed to be a 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 restraining of the antichrist agenda. Here's another, here's another tactic. All the gun control is a tactic. Climate change is a tactic. COVID's a tactic. CD, CBDC is a tactic. Here's another one. Controlling your food. I, I labeled this section of the show the food cabal. Uh, Eva, I can't pronounce her last name, uh, tweet. She's awesome follower. I just can't pronounce it. Vlardinger Brock. Vlardinger Brock, something like that. She's awesome, though. I don't mean to mispronounce her name. The EU has given the Dutch government the green light to buy out. So the EU, a one world government run by Ursula van der Leyen, whose husband supplies Pfizer. That's a fact. So she personally, personally profited off of the vaccines she mandated. Strange, isn't it? Just like 75 members of Congress do, did and do. The EU has given the Dutch government the green light to buy out 3,000 Number two agricultural producer on the planet after the United States is the Netherlands. Dutch, the Dutch. Green light to buy out 3,000 Dutch farmers, Dutch farms offering them 120% of the market value, incentivizing them to sell voluntarily. If they don't, they'll be appropriated later. So it's one of these things. People always say the gun buyback in Australia. There was no gun buyback in Australia. There's a governmental confiscation. And if you didn't give into it, you get no money for your gun. That's the same thing that's happening here. Why? And this is all in the name of climate change. We want to lower the Earth's emissions. Again, see, it's just a tactic. It's a tactic to get all of the food into that one storehouse. So there's only a singular access to it. And they control the access to it. They got to lower the amount of farms, lower your amount of options. That's why they're closing banks in the United States to go to the five banks that they want to have so they're more easily controlled. And it's very easy to usher in CBDC currency and social credit systems. That's the point of all. It's the book of Revelation. Stop calling it right-wing conspiracy theory. It's the book of Revelation unfolding right before your very eyes. And you don't just sit there and ride the wave. You're supposed to be the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 restraining. 
Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own day. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. That's you and me at the rapture. We're supposed to be restraining to the rapture. RR, restrain to the rapture. Restrain to the rapture. But most Christians are complying to the rapture, which means they probably won't be raptured. They'll end up with a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Because right when that is unfunny, to do a whole podcast on this. Because right then and there, at the moment of the rapture, in Revelation chapter 14, right at that moment is when the Antichrist is being revealed and people are beginning to take the mark. We're just like your, the QR codes that were needed to buy, sell, trade, or travel called vaccine passports. That's the plan for CBDC, which gets unrolled in the United States July 11th. But don't worry, it's limited to bank, inside bank transactions. Oh, that's what they always say, right? Vaccines will never be mandated. You like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. So right now, it, they're, they're doing this. They're confiscating farms under the excuse of, you know, we got a lower climate. How does farms create uh, CO2 emissions of which they can't even define the problem? How many CO2 emissions is the problem? They can't even define it. All right, let's go to the next one. Well, facts matter. Here's an outline of what's happening in the Netherlands. Play it for me. On the one hand, the European Commission approved nearly 1.5 billion euros to buy out the Dutch farmers because the Dutch government is claiming that the reason they need to get rid of these farmers is because these farmers are too close to these nature preserves. Cutting 3,000 farms, which is what the European Commission is trying to start with, would not only hurt the local economy, but also it would erase all this generational farming knowledge built up over decades. What this means in practice is that if you happen to be a farmer close to one of these environmentally protected sites, you could either be forced to close down shop altogether, or you can be forced to reduce your operation by up to 95%. If you happen to be a Dutch farmer and you choose to not voluntarily sell your land to the government now, it really doesn't matter because the government... So there you go. I just wanted you to see it because I didn't want you to think it was just me. It's Epic Times reporting. So the whole purpose of confiscating farms is, I guess, to lower the cow fart rate and the fertilizer fart rate. Because allegedly they, they emit CO2. How is CO2 harmful when it grows plants? It's all a, it's all a fraud. It's all that, that you want to find. Now, like I said, the world is inverted. Conspiracy theory is now fact. Fact is now conspiracy theory. Explain to me how you lower CO2 emissions by confiscating farms. And we find what level of CO2 is the problem. Go to the next one for me, Will. Mayor Eric Adams think it's just happening overseas. No, it's happening here too, of course. We all know that. As Bill Gates is buying up farmland. CCP is buying up farmland. All so they can control the amount of food there is for the purpose of controlling the amount of food. Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams vows to reduce NYC's, New York City's, food-based emissions. How, what's a food-based emission? Can anybody explain that to me? What is a food-based emission? Is that me after I eat chicken wings and pizza? Is that the emissions? Is that, is that the food-based? That's what he's trying to eliminate? For me, I think people actually have more food-based emissions when they're vegetarians. Ask cows. Food-based emissions at agencies by 33% in seven years. Hey, what's seven years from now? Oh, that would be 2030. The 2030 agenda revealing itself once again. Let's go to the next one for me. Will, you can just side-by-side this one, mute it side-by-side. I wanted to show you this because, you see, Justin Trudeau is doing the exact same thing in Canada. 
Well, nothing really ever happens, really. This isn't this. This is in what's well, on the screen in Fort York, Canada. It's a food line in Canada. A food line. This is basically Northern America. Same sort of they're parliamentary, but it's basically the same sort of democratic republic. They have just have you know several large states instead of fifty smaller states. But there it is, food lines. As Justin Trudeau cuts down food production, cuts down food and fuel, what else is going on? Exponential inflation. All so they can control you. They want all of us in food lines. If you're in a food line, you're controlled. Why? Because they can just tell you're not allowed to get in line. There's no options. This is all from climate change. Justin Trudeau's climate. Now, Justin Trudeau's living his jet-set life all around the globe, flying around his private jet. No problem whatsoever for him. But it is for you and I. They will never abide by the laws they hoist upon us. Ever. And this is what they want. This is a singular access point. Leverage you in a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. There it is. Exemplified right in that picture. A food line. Let's go to the next one. Bernie's tweets. Just here, here's the overall plan. Play it for me. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. So a double benefit. As they confiscate farms, they lower the amount of food so it's easier for them to control. And so with, this, with, with their climate hoax agenda, and they're able to track you with a carbon tracker. Isn't that fantastic? Again, it comes down to leveraging you into that one world commerce system. Here's an interesting exchange on the Senate floor. Play it for me. Percent of global emissions. Yeah, but if right you could now. answer my question, if we spend $50 trillion to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050. You're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing Let me ask again, maybe I'm, being, right now. maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how, how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't know. When I asked, well, just about <laughs> Alice, you've been speaking for most of the night. When I, when, when I, when I asked Tanya Plibersek, we'll fact was, check that one for you. Yes. <laughs> when I asked Tanya Plibersek, was the deputy leader of the Labor Party and the potential deputy prime minister, was carbon dioxide the big issue in relation to climate change? And she said yes. I then said, well, that being the case, what percentage of the atmosphere is made up of carbon dioxide? And she said, I don't know. And I said, hang on, you don't know what percentage of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide, and yet you're prepared to stand the economy on its head to address a problem, the detail of which you don't know. So when I then explained that the percentage of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, Alice, is how much? Reserve. Alice? 
how much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? To answer Alice? the question, Scott Morrison has said he Al believes Alison, in how climate much? change Alice, and that how much? he wants to do something about Alice, it. Alice, how much carbon dioxide is the problem? How much carbon dioxide is there in the atmosphere? I'm not a scientist. Too much. I don't oh. know. I'm well, a hang on. If you're going to argue the case, you ought to know. It's 0.04 of a percent. And of that 0.04 of a percent, human beings around the world create 3 percent. And of that 3 percent, Australia creates 1.3 percent. So for the 1.3 percent of 3 percent of 0.04 percent, we then decide to have a national economic suicide. Alan, now, Alan, you're Alan, going Alan, to... Alan I, I'm, I'm happy for you to make... So they want to solve a problem that they themselves can't define, which inherently means there's an insidious purpose. Love you all. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life-changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, was I, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness.